Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now our story continues. Kit Calvert was in love with Randy Lane. No, perhaps it would be more accurate to say that she wanted Randy. And through habitual success in achieving anything she had wanted in the past, she now looked upon a future with Randy with her customary confidence. There had been periods of doubt during Kit's mental illness, but that was all over. Kit was Kit again. However, when her roommate at the Three Falls prison, Mickey Gray, had shown Kit a news item in the Wakefield paper linking Randy's name with Lily Devon, Kit had suddenly become desperate with uncertainty. Had she misjudged Randy's feeling for her? What was his feeling? What was he thinking? Well, Kit might have been disappointed this morning had she seen Randy concentrating on a copy of the plans for the model home he had undertaken in Wakefield. For indeed, he seemed concerned with nothing else. Didn't even look up from his desk at the little office of the Lane Realty Company, as his cousin Peggy Mead says. Oh, Randy, isn't it wonderful? Randy? Hmm? I said, isn't it wonderful? Just think, we've actually started. They're clearing off the lot, and maybe by tonight they'll have in the forms for the foundation to the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not even listening. What are you frowning so about? Uh, Peggy, do you think this is going to be all right? What? Oh, this, uh, this business of having the kitchen in the front part of the house. Don't you think that's a little radical for Wakefield? Oh, heavens, we've gone all over that, Randy. That's exactly where it should be. A woman spends half her time in the kitchen, and she likes to look out the window and see people passing. And besides that, it's convenient. All the delivery boys stop in front, and they don't have to go traipsing around to the back. And if you see anybody coming that you don't want to let in... Yeah, you... I, I know all that. But uh, having the living room on the back, everybody else says there's in the front. Everybody else, nothing. Perhaps they do here in Wakefield, but that's just the point. It's not modern. No, sir, the place for the living room is in the back, where you can have privacy, where you can look out on your own backyard, which should be the prettiest of all places. Who wants to sit and look at an old paved street? And in the summer, your living room and your backyard, your outdoor living room, open right into each other. Don't you see? It's perfect. Yeah, I I see what you mean. (laughs) I guess I have a lot to learn about houses yet. It sure makes it easier to landscape with the garage in front. You don't have to waste all that space for a driveway. Sure. Now, just don't you worry about the arrangement of that house. You leave that to your little cousin. (laughs) All I've done for the past year is think about houses. I've looked at them. I've read about them. I've asked all my friends about them. I know what the women want. Well, uh, the the men have to live there, too, you know. (laughs) Oh, Besides, you know you like it. Yeah, I I think it's swell. The only thing is, I I think... The only thing is for you, my little worrier, to get yourself over to the lot and see that the men are doing the work right. That's your job right now. Yeah, I do have to get over there. You're certainly right about that worrying business. Well, I don't know why. Oh, Peggy, really now. 
After all, I have Lefty's money tied up in this and my own. Well, sure, but you made him a partner on this deal. It's just a straight business venture with him. I mean, I, I don't see why you should feel so nervous. Well, I can think of a lot safer and more certain ways for Lefty to invest his money. But he believes in this project, Randy. He wants okay, to... Okay, okay, I know. But just the same, Peggy, it's still my responsibility, and I've got to make good on it. Well, at least I don't have to worry about the dough Mom lent me. What are you talking about? Well, I guess you weren't around when Lefty and I were talking about it. He agreed with me that we shouldn't risk Mom's money, so she's going to have a mortgage. That way she'll be protected the same as the bank. Oh, swell. Well, I go for it. And I also go for your getting out of here in Prado. All right. Uh, put the house plans back in the drawer, will you? You bet. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Living room in the front. Crazy. Put away the plans. Put away the plans. Put away the plans. Now, let's see. I guess I'd better open the window. It's getting stuffy in here. <sighs> it smells good. <laughs> ben Calvert, real estate. I don't suppose Ben's over there in his office yet. Too early. No, he's probably still at the breakfast table. <laughs> I wonder what he thinks about the Lane Realty Company now. <laughs> what is it, Ben? Yes, this is item in Georgie Stewart's column. Oh. More coffee? No, thanks. <laughs> Must be funny. <laughs> it's rich. Randy Lane stopped your correspondent on the street yesterday, and I do mean stopped. But I recovered sufficiently to wish him success in his latest venture, the construction of a model home on the corner. Oh, yes, I've heard about that. Be quite a place, I understand. Completely up-to-date and modern. He's using the plans of a very famous architect. I forget his name. <laughs> Can't be very famous if he'll work for what young Lane can afford to pay. Well, Ben, as I understand it, Randy got the plans through one of the well-known women's magazines which commissioned this architect to design the house, and they say he's building an absolute dream of a house. Dream house is good. It'll be a dream, all right. Pipe dream. I wouldn't be too sure about that, Ben. Wakefield can stand a little bringing up to date. I suspect that you're just a little disturbed to think that the idea didn't occur to you. I should have such foolish ideas? <laughs> well, Ben, I'm not so sure that it is foolish. I'm afraid that you've gone along in your own way of business for so long that you may have lost sight of the fact that any businessman has to keep up with the time. Just because your way has made you a lot of money in the past, you can't be too sure that it will continue to do so. I'm not worried. I've done all right. In spite of the people in this town, Ben Calvert has done all right. <laughs> in spite of the people. Ben, have you always had this notion that the people here were against you? It's no notion. They always have been, and you know it. I made up my mind when I first started out that I'd show them. By heaven, I have. Yes, you certainly have. But, you know, Ben, I can't help but feel that if the people are against you, as you say, you've brought a great deal of it on yourself. Rubbish. They're envious, that's all. I've passed them all up simply by sticking to good business principles. You can't be soft in business, Jesse. Yes, but to me and, and to yourself, can't you admit that you've been ruthless at times? If I have, it's got me someplace. Well, maybe I should have said it a little differently. When it's a question of money, Wait a I... minute. You're getting awfully moral and righteous all of a sudden. Come to think of it, if my money's so distasteful to you... Oh, now, Ben, Ben, I'm not criticizing. I'm just interested in seeing what people will do for money. <laughs> and it's really amazing sometimes what they will do. People lie, cheat, and kill for it. Are you putting me in that category? Oh, heavens no. Just strange how money can dominate a person's life. And the habit of making money. 
It's a habit with you, isn't it? Well, if it is, uh, I'd say it was a darn good one to have. Well, now, don't misunderstand me. It's just that, well, aren't you ever lonely? Doesn't it ever bother you not to have friends? Friends? A man has only one real friend, Jesse, his bank book. That's fat and healthy. It's all the friends you'll ever need. Well, I'm a woman, and perhaps I don't understand how a man feels about these things, but when I think of you up there alone in your office, sitting behind your desk, remember the people coming in to pay their rent or their interest, renew their notes. Remember how they looked when you refused an extension on time. I could see the pain in their faces so often when you refused to give them another 30 or 60 days. Wouldn't take into account that they'd had to replant their corn on account of the spring rain. Made them sell their grain to pay their notes, knowing that they wouldn't have enough to carry them through the winter. Or if someone was sick, maybe one of the babies, and they needed money for the doctor. No, Jesse, that's a lot of sentimental rot. They were the ones to take the risks, not me. I didn't beg them to borrow my money. You're beginning to sound like Mary Lane. But, Ben, there have been so many people. Even me. You? Yes, Ben. You took a lot from me before you gave anything. Those days when I worked for you. Night after night, as long as there was anything to be done. And sometimes you were cruel. You knew that I loved you, and you took advantage of that. You knew that I'd do whatever you asked and whenever. And you should have married me. I did marry you. Oh, but after so many years, Ben, and not willingly... Let's be frank about it. I could be very resentful. And to hear you say you're afraid of no one, why, Ben, I should think, if I were a different sort of woman, that you'd be afraid even of me. Afraid of you? Well, no, you you love me, Jesse. Don't you? And I, well, I've made it up to you. Haven't I? Jessie reached over and took her husband's hand, an automatic and wooden gesture. Did Ben Calvert notice it? Or was it her imagination which made her feel that Ben's look was shrewdly penetrating? I wonder, Jessie, if, if it was so wise of you to reminisce in that vein. Somehow I think your lover, Mr. Cameron, would have been quite upset if he had heard you. <laughs> 